welcome to the Simple Sophisticate Podcast, where intelligent living is paired with signature style. I'm your host, Shannon Abels. And whether you're listening on your commute, exercising, working in the garden, or sitting down with a hot cup of tea or a cafe au lait, thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Welcome to the Simple Sophisticate and episode 210. Today we're going to talk about simplicity and complication and how we tend to get in the way of living simply by making things unnecessarily complicated. But before I get to that, I want to introduce you to the sponsor of today's episode. A touch of Provence luxury for your skin. True Skincare and Apothecary offers botanical facial oil that combines lavender essential oil from the Provence region of France with hydrating botanical oils to bring daily nourishment to the delicate facial skin and decolletage. With just four to five drops both morning and evening, True's facial oil forms a hydration barrier against harsh environments our skin is exposed to during daily life. Free from synthetic chemicals and harsh detergents and made in small batches, this woman-owned brand, formulated by the brand's owner, is a trained toxicologist, and all the products are sourced from certified growers maintaining ethical practices. Find comfort in your daily skincare rituals with the best in botanical luxury. And as a listener of the Simple Sophisticate podcast, Trues is offering a special discount of 30% off your purchase with a promo code SIMPLE. Visit truesskin.com today. So today's topic is something that even the most mindful of us who want to live simply can do when... We are focusing on other things that may not, um, that, that may be pulling us away from doing what we know works. Maybe we're distracted. Maybe it's just going to be temporary, but we're making decisions that ultimately are complicating our lives unnecessarily. So today I'm going to share with you 10 simple things we unnecessarily complicate and why it's important to rectify them. Often we're doing this unconsciously, and I think that's important to note. So really, this is just a checklist to be more present, to be more aware. What have I done? What can I do to make sure that I am not wasting unnecessary time, energy, and resources? So I want to begin with a very simple quote from Amelia Barr. She states, it is always the simple that produces the marvelous. Let me share with you three examples of when we unnecessarily complicate things in our life that should be simple. You react in anger when a moment of frustration arises only to have to take more time, once you realize you shouldn't have reacted in such a way, to apologize and rebuild a relationship. The best decision in this particular case, the simple decision, would have been to say nothing at all in the moment, step away from the situation, or at least take a pause, and decide what, if any, response was necessary. Here's another example. You're in a hurry to clear your inbox. You scan through emails too quickly, miss important details, and end up having to respond twice or three times to correct the initial response. In an attempt to create a relationship, you cling or hang on to someone who doesn't fully welcome you into their life. The simple truth regarding relationships is if people want you in their lives, they will make room for you and not create guessing games just as you have opened your life to them. 
There are many ways we can complicate our lives when it is absolutely unnecessary to do so. While we often hear that we must struggle in order to reach the goals we desire, while there is much truth in this duration with regards to that struggle, that it does take time to reach what we would want to achieve, there are many details along this journey that do not have to be complicated. In fact, to complicate these little things that we're going to talk about discourages our journey towards success and actually delays it even further and thus unnecessarily. I was reminded that even though those who value simplicity in order to elevate our lives, which I would include myself in that, and I have a feeling I would include every single listener of this podcast in that, we can also make that mistake of creating complications where there need not be. Over the past month, I have been putting off a task that I knew in good conscience needed to be tended to. The delaying only built up more stress and fear that would have been assuaged or negated had I simply took action, discovered what the solution was, and put my energy toward reaching the solution rather than putting my energy toward stressing out about the unknown. Often we complicate because we don't want one more thing to fill our plate. Now, initially, this is rational. This makes sense. We don't want to put more on our plate, so why would we want to then welcome this problem by addressing it and then having to do something about it? But the truth is, ironically, we are putting more than one thing on our plate when we delay, in my case, or procrastinate. We are at least putting two, number one, the task that needs to be tended to, and number two, the worry that we expend wondering What is it going to be? What am I going to learn? I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. In other words, we accrue interest when we delay, when we stress, when we worry. That's going to be one of the things that's going to unnecessarily complicate our lives. And so many of these other things are doing the same thing. They're accruing interest and not, in this particular, particular case, the good kind of interest. So today, I'd like to take a look at 10 simple ways we unnecessarily complicate our lives with the goal of avoiding these mistakes, or if we find or recognize ourselves doing one of these things, to discover how to rectify it. Because once we recognize our mistake, we can simply correct our course. So let's get into this list. Number one, small, regular steps means great success. When we see our goal at the end of the long journey, there is a natural assumption to make that a grand step must be made to get there. And while, yes, the distance is long, the journey is actually simple. So long as you are clear about what needs to be done and break it down into many tasks, then all you have to do are those daily tasks each day on a regular basis. So small steps consistently. Whether it comes to improving your health, saving for your dream trip, or earning that degree, be clear about your plan and then let go of the long view and trust that your daily habits will carry you to where you wish to arrive. So that's number one. Take small, regular steps in order to reach great success. Number two, contentment is in our control. I want to share a quote from a book I just recently finished from Mark and Angel Chernoff of Mark and Angel Hack Life. Their book is called Getting Back to Happy, and they state, It's only when you add the infinite battles of yesterday and tomorrow that life gets overly complicated. Much of the world would have us believe that contentment lies outside of us. Described as happiness in the semantic sense, I would agree, happiness does lie outside of us, but contentment 
is entirely within our control. And it is through understanding how to cultivate contentment that we are more available to appreciate moments of happiness. But because we focus on what is outside of us, what must happen that involves others, what they should do, who should be in our lives, etc., we give our power away. Simply our power for contentment. Everything we need is in our control because it is a matter of the mind. And when our mindset is in order, we become at peace with ourselves and more engaging and charismatic with the world, drawing to us what we most love and appreciate. So that's number two. Thinking that contentment is outside of ourselves is actually a way to complicate our lives. When we recognize that contentment relies solely upon us, it's internal, then we actually create a more uplifted, elevated life because we're not only happy within, we radiate that out to the world. So that's number two. Number three, sleep well, live well. When I think about going to bed each night, I smile. I smile because my bed is soft, comfortable, and a true luxury to slip into after each day. Sleep is good. In fact, sleep is vital to living well, from how well our brain functions to improving our health as the toxins are flushed from our bodies to improving our mood. Sleep should even supersede exercise. So protect your seven to eight hours of sleep, and I do mean seven to eight hours, and see the quality of your days improve. That's number three. Number four, when we complain, we aren't solving anything. It is easy to complain, and it is very tempting. And while we do need to vent, because often we don't know what we are truly upset about until we release the frustration either verbally or on paper... Complaining is a waste of energy as it takes away the precious time and brain power that is needed to either solve the problem or move on to something that better uses our time. So number four is when it comes to complaining, try to refrain from doing it because it actually only complicates our lives and doesn't solve the problem. Number five, learn to say no and focus your attention. For nearly 10 years, my focus has been my passion that is shared every week here on either the blog, the podcast, anything to do with living simply luxuriously. I continue to follow my intuition, trust that it knows what I cannot see at that at this moment, and keep striving forward to inspire you, listeners, as well as readers, to have the confidence to reach your full potential, to shed the limiting views and societal confinements that would hold us back when what the world needs is what we each can uniquely give it, if only we could unearth it and share it with the world. In so doing, my life has taken on its own construct. My daily and weekly schedules, as well as my weekend schedules, are full, but much enjoyed. The sights of the world I have had the opportunity to see fill me with inspiration, and I continue to arrive closer at understanding how living well, the art of living well, actually works. And then share it with you guys. Because I know precisely why I am continuing to pursue this goal, saying no to things that aren't going to align with that is quite simple. Whatever you are passionate about, whatever gives you purpose, a deep driving purpose, once you hone in on that, saying no becomes simple and the complications that arise from saying yes much more than necessary will lift because you're now only going to be saying yes to those things that align or support your focus. 
and thus your focus will have more success as well. So number five is learning to say no, focusing your attention. Number six, feeling loved begins with loving yourself. The love stories depicted in cliched rom-coms or traditional fairy tales would have us accept the love we seek resides outside of ourselves. The truth is actually the reverse. As we flip this notion on its head, it sounds too simple, too on the nose to be true, but the truth is you have had the love you have been seeking all along. We cannot truly find someone to love us well if we do not know how to love ourselves. And in order to love ourselves, we must get to know ourselves. And when we show the world the self-respect we have for ourselves and thus the world, we attract to us those who appreciate who we are and thus opportunities for quality and lasting loving relationships start to gravitate toward us. For many, the complicated part lies in understanding how to love ourselves because doing so has been conveyed as being selfish. Once we see someone around us who exhibits self-love, we come to understand that self-love is a form of self-respect. And when we respect ourselves, we protect ourselves and strike a balance between what we can give to others and what we need to keep to give to ourselves, whether it is our time, our energy, or our patience. So that's number six, feeling loved begins with loving yourself. Number seven, reduce excess decision-making. From the clothes you wear each day, in other words, gravitate toward creating a capsule wardrobe, less but better quality, to the flavor varietal of tea or coffee you drink to start your day. Once you know what works for you, and if it is a foundational decision that needs to be stable and dependable so that the other tasks that you tend to throughout your day will be successful, just stick with it. During my work week, for example, I drink black tea or green tea, and I have my favorite varietals that I always go to. When they're nearly out, I always restock. There are many, as we all know, there are many amazing teas to drink. But during my work week, that foundational part of my week, when the tea is just part of that daily routine that helps create that mood that I want to have before I begin my day, I know which tea for sure I will enjoy drinking. It's not that I won't try different teas on the weekend or when I travel or on brunch with friends. All it means is that, for example, we might choose coffee just to try something new, something different on a regular workday when we need to be focused, when we need to have that, 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 that drive, that energy, that je ne sais quoi to just go through our days. And we create that habitually with these routines such as the coffee or tea we drink, such as how we greet the day with our loved one. And it needs to be focused. And so in those instances, it's important not to complicate our day unnecessarily. So keep those kind of decision decisions simple and just stick to them. Similar to just choosing the same kind of work uniform every single day. You may obviously vary the, the colors or you may vary the the seasonal aspect of it but if you know you look your best and feel your best in a particular uniform stick to it because you want to perform well that's the ultimate goal if you want to go out and have a fantastic time and dress up and experiment save that for that other instance that's not at work or not when you need to be focused on something more than just your outfit or more than just the tv you're drinking in this particular example so that's number seven reduce excess decision making Number eight, when we worry, we waste our days. Worry is a depletion of two precious commodities, our energy and our time. 
As I shared a few years ago, there are many benefits to be had when we banish worry. 20 on this particular list to be exact. And one priceless benefit is a return to a simpler way of life and living and thus improving our everyday lives. As I shared as the number one um, benefit in the post that I will include in today's show notes of the benefits of banishing worrying, often it's the how to banish worry that is hard. That is hard. So I'm going to share with you today the four-step process you can follow to do just that, banish any unnecessary worry. The first thing you need to do is simply write down exactly what you're worried about. Be honest. No one else has to see this. Put it in your journal. Put it in a piece of paper you're going to throw away. Whatever. Write it down. When we write it down, sometimes we can immediately say, oh my gosh, I'm just being silly. But even if we don't say that initially, what we're doing is making it specific and clear in our minds. Then write down what you can do about it if it's something that you do need to address. Number three, decide the best course of action with regards to what you can do, even if it's my course of action is to move on and let it go because clearly I can't do anything about, name an instance in the news that you cannot do anything about. But maybe there is something in the news you can do something about. Maybe it's going to vote. Maybe it's whatever. And then once you've decided, you can then let it go, whether it is to take action and you've planned when you're going to take that action or you know when you'll be able to do those multiple steps. And the fourth thing is simply start immediately to fulfill that course of action you've decided upon, even if it's just putting that action in a planner on that date. Then you can let go and then you can move on and you'll know that you've addressed it. In other words, action is the choice you want to take when you don't know what the outcome will be. Rather than worrying. You save yourself time. You save yourself energy. So that's number eight. Number nine, tell the truth about what happened and who you truly are. One of my favorite quotes from Mark Twain is simply, if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. He wrote that in one of his journals that was found in 18... Uh, that he wrote in 1894. Now, on the surface level, as Twain points out, when we tell the truth, we don't have to remember which story to whom we told it. But on a deeper level, when we tell the truth about who we are and reveal to the world who we actually are, we do not draw to ourselves those who think we are someone else. In other words, not everyone will be drawn to us in our authentic state. But those who are, are individuals with whom we have a far greater chance of connecting with in such a way that has the opportunity to last, deepen, and lift each party involved to their fullest potential. So number nine is simply tell the truth, literally, in your words, but also in who you share with the world. Why not share who you truly are? That's number nine. All right, last but not least, number 10, respond rather than react. As I shared in the introduction in one of the examples of unnecessary complication, when we react, our emotions have us by the throat. But when we respond, while it may take some more time, we are being thoughtful and inviting logic to join the conversation so to eliminate having to make apologies later. The key to living simply throughout our everyday is to make sure where we can simplify, we are simplifying. Because when we reduce the complications that need not be in our lives, we open up vast, beautiful windows for the opportunities we seek to introduce themselves. I hope you've enjoyed today's topic. I think sometimes 
we think we're going and we're doing very well. And most, and I have a feeling you are. But there are little things, tweaks along the way that we can do to make it even better, to elevate that day, our lives, our week, whatever, even more. Because it's just a matter of being conscious. And there's so many things that catch our attention. And so if we can just check in every once in a while and say, hey, am I making this more complicated than it needs to be? And often it's it requires of us to step back, step out of ourselves almost, and say, oh, that's right. I knew that. I just needed to be reminded of it. So feel free to visit the show notes. I've also included a handful of posts and episodes from the archives, one about mastering the complexity of simplicity, ironically, and also figuring out how to do this simplifying. How do we simplify our lives? And I don't mean with regards to the literal, like our schedules and our clothing. I mean in our minds as well. And uh, those will all be in the show notes, the simplyluxuriouslife.com slash podcast 210. And I'll be right back with this week's Petit Plaisir. Welcome back. This week's Petit Plaisir is a book I actually mentioned in this uh, last week's This and That. It's a new book by bloggers Mark and Angel Chernoff, and they began their blog about 10 years ago called Mark and Angel Hack Life, and it is a site that millions of people visit each month, offering life advice specifically with regards to motivation and shifting from situations that we don't want, that we don't invite necessarily into our lives, but how to handle them in a constructive way. Their new book was just released last Tuesday, and it's called Getting Back to Happy, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Reality, and Turn Your Trials into Triumph. They were actually on the Today Show on Megan Kelly's portion of the Today Show earlier this week, and I had a chance to listen to it. And it's a seven-minute segment. If you have a chance, check it out. But to be honest, if you visited their blog, you know what you're going to get in this book. And it is organized in such a way to lead you to what I call contentment, but ultimately to happiness. So you have that contentment within, that peace of mind within, because you're figuring out how to be the master of your ship, to master your mind, to create those daily rituals. The entire first chapter is all about creating daily rituals. I love that chapter. But it also talks about how to cultivate strong, healthy relationships. These two have been married since 2006, and then they are building their relationship along with building their business. And so they have firsthand experience and knowledge of this, along with all the coaching clients that they have worked with. And they give a detailed chapter on how to build and recognize healthy, as well as let go and recognize unhealthy relationships. I went through this book in a matter, well, it arrived in my house on Tuesday and I finished it Saturday night. I cannot recommend it more. Get a taste. If you've never, ever visited their blog, I encourage you to visit their blog, markandangelgist.com. It'll pop up and you'll get a taste of exactly what the book's going to be about, as I mentioned. But the book is worth picking up because it solidifies, deepens, and is in a more thematically organized way that will lead you, as I said, to creating this life, everyday life. It really is. You don't even have to be in a state of distress to read this book. As it says, getting back to happy, you could already be in a very great place. But this will tell you why it's working and maybe how, as we talked about today, 
recognize where it could improve even more. So the book is called Getting Back to Happy by Mark and Angel Chernoff. And I will have a link to that on the show notes, the simplyluxuriouslife.com slash podcast 210. I hope you've enjoyed this week's Petit Plaisir, where each week ideas are shared to make the everyday all the more enjoyable. Tune in at the end of each Monday's podcast where I'll recommend a book, a film, or a recipe. Anything that is a simple pleasure to satiate your sophisticated taste. All right, before I wrap up, I want to share with you the exciting news that I shared last week. And just so this is just a reminder that it is on June 13th that pre-ordering for signed copies of my second book, which I will reveal the title, I'll reveal all the book descriptions, I'll reveal the cover, obviously, and what those who order pre-order signed copies will receive because you'll be receiving some awesome little discounts as well as a Simply Luxurious gift. So that's Wednesday, June 13th. Pre-ordering begins, and um, I cannot wait to share with you. As I shared over the weekend on Instagram stories, and you can still check it out on the Instagram highlights, I shared a, a clip, a short little clip of the music that will be on the book's trailer. So if you want to take a look at that, you can do that on Instagram. The Simply Luxurious Life is my handle, and... Um, Anyway, it's coming. It's close. I can, I have the book here and it's so hard not to show you guys and talk even more about it. So I'm going to stop talking about it now since I'm really not saying too much more. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to the Simple Sophisticate Podcast, where intelligent living is paired with signature style. For more ideas and inspiration throughout the week, stop by the blog, thesimplyluxuriouslife.com, or pick up the book, Choosing the Simply Luxurious Life, A Modern Woman's Guide, now available in paperback as well as ebook and audio versions, which are available on Audible, iTunes, and Amazon. And to receive exclusive news as well as an extra dose of inspiration to jumpstart your weekend, subscribe to the Simply Luxurious Life's weekly newsletter, which arrives in your inbox each Friday to enjoy with a hot cup of tea or a morning cup of coffee. Until next Monday, I'm your host, Shannon Abels. Bon journée. today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. 